0: By Bima, and it came to pass, in the days of Ali Pasha, the ruler of Tripolitania, who reigned in the name of the mighty Sultan of Turkey. In those days, Ali Pasha was getting on in years, and his health was failing, Layelenu. His greed for power and wealth grew from day to day. Ali Pasha ruled with an iron hand. He placed heavy taxes on his subjects, but only a small portion of the money was sent to the sultan in Turkey. Most of it went into Ali Pasha's treasure house. His greedy hand weighed particularly heavy on the Jewish inhabitants of the province, from whom he squeezed out ever-larger amounts of money in return for protection and privileges. In those days, there lived a Jewish man in Tripoli, the capital city of Tripolitania, who was both God-fearing and wise, and one of the leading merchants in the city. He was the Parnas, the head of the Kehila of Tripoli, His name was Mordechai, and his wife was known as Queen Esther of Tripoli. She was blessed with both physical beauty and inner beauty and wisdom. Her gracious hospitality was only one of her many good midos. The doors to her home were always open to rich and poor alike. It was the meeting place of all of the wise men of the community. From time to time, the visitors included men of high rank in the court of Ali Pasha, who had business dealings with her husband Mordechai. They were very impressed with the dignity and charm of their gracious hostess and praised her highly to Ali Pasha. So one day, Ali Pasha invited Mordechai and Esther to his palace. He spoke mostly with Esther and soon found himself in a lively discussion with his Jewish visitors on many important topics. Ali Pasha was especially fascinated by Esther's wisdom. She knew many tales and was a good storyteller. Ali Pasha found that his depression and moodiness vanished in her presence, and he felt at peace with the entire world. Therefore, that was the first of many visits that Esther made to the palace at Ali Pasha's invitation. Sometimes she was accompanied by her husband and other times by her maid, but she was always able to cheer up the elderly ruler Ali Pasha and drive all cares and worries from his mind. Ali Pasha soon came to learn that Esther was also wise in the ways of the world and in affairs of state. He asked her her advice on all matters, big and small, which required his decision, and he came to rely on her advice. He was so grateful to Esther, but whenever Ali Pasha asked her, In what way he could reward her for bringing such peace of mind to him, she declined all gifts for herself. Rather, she put in a good word for her oppressed Jewish brethren. In this way, Esther succeeded in slowly lightening their heavy tax burden under which they had lived for many years. Esther's husband Mordechai also gained Ali Pasha's confidence. And before long, Ali Pasha appointed him in charge of all of the state's finances. The Jews of Tripoli, seeing that they had such friends in the court of Ali Pasha, felt safe and secure. They began to put all their trust in Queen Esther, as they called her, and in her noble husband Mordechai, forgetting that we should not put our trust in mortals but in Hashem alone. One day, Ali Pasha raised his son, Burgle up above all of his other sons and appointed him the crown prince, heir to the throne. Burgle's brothers became jealous and conspired to prevent him from taking over the government. Civil war broke out between Burgle and his brothers, and for a few years the land was in a state of turmoil. Finally, Burgle was victorious, and he banished his brothers from the land. Now Burgle no longer wanted to wait until his father Ali Pasha died so he could become the Pasha of Tripolitania. So Burgle came before his father and demanded that he abdicate and make him Pasha. Ali Pasha became enraged at his son's impudence and ordered him out of sight. He forbade him to return to the palace until he was ordered to come. Burgle was stung by his father's attitude. He got most of the army on his side and rebelled against his father, Chas Shalom. Burgle laid siege to Tripoli. And for two years, the city suffered great hardships. Finally, the defenders of the city had no choice but to surrender the city and the fortress to Burgle. Burgle now became the sole ruler in Tripolitania. He placed his elderly father in seclusion under a heavy guard. And as for his father's closest friends and advisors, he threw them into the deepest, darkest dungeons. He was particularly cruel to Queen Esther and her husband Mordechai, whom he put in chains. Bergel then sent for the heads of the Jewish community and demanded a high ransom for Esther and her husband, threatening to harm them if the money was not paid quickly. He also demanded from the Jewish community a very large sum of money as a special war tax to refill his coffers after the great expenses of besieging Tripoli. To make sure that his demands would be fulfilled, Burgle arrested the most important Jews of Tripoli and held them as hostages as well. The city of Tripoli was confused and confounded, and the poor Yidden were utterly crushed with fear And despair. To whom shall we turn now? The Jews asked themselves. And from where will our help come? They turned their eyes to Avinu Shabbat Hashem. They realized that they had been foolish to put their trust in Mordechai and Esther. And instead they turned their hearts to Hashem in humble repentance. They fasted and davened for Rachemim Rabbim, Divine Mercy and Salvation, in their hour of need. And then a miracle happened. Bergel Pasha, drunk with victory and power, declared war against the Bay of Tunisia for refusing to recognize him as the rightful ruler of Tripolitania. Bergel marched out with his army to fight the Bay of Tunisia and suffered a crushing defeat. His army was beaten and dispersed. Burgle himself barely managed to escape with his life from the field of battle. News of Burgle's defeat reached Tripoli. The elders of the city at once decided that they would have no more of the reckless and adventurous Burgle. They deposed him, removed him from his throne and reinstated his father. Ali Pasha now freed all of the prisoners, including Esther, her husband, and the other Jewish hostages. Once again, Esther and Mordechai were restored to their former positions in Ali Pasha's court. And for all the Jews, there was light, gladness, joy, and honor. However, from that point forward, they were resolved to always trust only in Hashem. In order to remember their miraculous salvation and to sustain their deep gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Jews of Tripoli and Benghazi resolved to keep the day of Bergal's downfall as a day of thanksgiving to Hashem. The Jews of Tripoli and Benghazi and all of the surrounding towns, took upon themselves to keep Chav Test the 29th day of the month of Tavis, every year as a day of rejoicing to be known as Purim Burgle. Solemnly they did take upon themselves to always observe this day from year to year, from generation to generation, as a day of praise and thanksgiving to Hashem and of sending gifts to one another in order to remind each other of the Godel, the great miracle that happened to them in those days at this season.